The dead cannot praise him. When you die, you're not in glory singing with the heavenly choir. When you die, you're not skipping around in your, in your, in your, in your silver slippers and your long white robe. When you die, you're dead. The dead cannot praise him, nor any who go into silence. Come on, say amen. That's the word. Job 14, 10 says, but man dies and is laid away. Indeed, he breathes his last. And where is he? The Bible says, verse 12, so man lies down and does not rise till the heavens are no more. The Bible says they will not awake nor be roused from their, I like how the Lord puts death, from their what? From their sleep. Come on, let's teach this thing. Listen, this is a shouting sermon tonight. I can't wait to get to the end of this. Uh, the Bible says, oh, that you would hide me in the grave, that you would conceal me until your wrath is past, that you would appoint me a, come on, somebody, and then what? The set time is not when you die. The set time is when he comes again. Come on in here, somebody. Uh, let, me, let me show you how backwards we are from the, from the word. Listen, Job 14, 14 says, If a man dies, shall he live again? All the days of my hard service, I will wait. No matter what you've done here on planet Earth, you got to wait. No matter how good you've been or how good your mama was or your father or your sister or your husband or your wife, doesn't matter, they got to wait. The Bible says in Hebrews, the 13th chapter, they, with us, that, with they without us shall not be made perfect. Everybody's got to wait. And we've got to wait until the day that Jesus with trumpet sound echoes from the corridors of the planet and says, my children, rise up. Somebody say, we got to wait. Job 14, 15 says, you shall call and I will answer you. Job 17, 13 says, if I wait, the grave is mine house. I have made my bed in the darkness. But the old enemy selling us, you ain't going to really die. You're just going to die down here, but you'll go to heaven. You die down here, but you'll go to hell. John 8, 44. There is no truth in him. Talking of that devil. And I love this. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Lord have mercy. When he's telling the truth, he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hearing me in here. He can't help but to lie. He ain't never told the truth a day in his life since he became the enemy. He is a liar and the father of lies, and he does everything he can to bring about confusion and deception. Let me tell you where this comes from. This idea has seeped into the Christian church that when one dies, they're not really dead. And it comes from spiritism. Spiritism comes from, from false doctrine and false gods that have their roots all the way back into Baal worship. Spiritism claims that dead, dead folk, you ever heard of the New Age movement? All this stuff comes from that. Spiritism claims that the dead are not dead. Here it is. The fundamental principle of spiritism is that human beings survive bodily death. And that occasionally under conditions not yet fully understood, we can communicate with those who have gone on before. This is from J. Arthur Hill and his Magna Carta for spiritual, Spiritualism in the book entitled Spiritism, The History and Phenomena and Doctrine. Listen to me now. This false doctrine has seeped into Christianity, come straight from the pits of hell. It is based on the lie from Satan that you will not die. 
Number two, spiritism claims the dead communicate with the living. Now, for some of y'all scaredy cats out there, you better hope you don't believe in this doctrine because you'll be sitting at home one night and the devil will play a trick on you. All of a sudden, you'll start seeing, you know, I remember when I was a kid, the, you know, sometimes my closet door, you know, where the wind would be swinging open. And then you look in the closet and you see clothes and stuff and they start moving, you know. Now, I know all this stuff then, but I'm still scared. Like, had to run in my mama's room, don't know what's going on. And even as a grown man, help me, Lord. Come on, y'all know y'all superstitious in here. If you were to see a dead body move, guess what? They still dead. You shouldn't even flinch. Come on, say amen in here. You shouldn't even flinch. There is no death in the graveyard. This is what they teach. I, and this is what he says. He says, I have frequent talks with the dead. Hey, Nancy. Yeah. I need, I need some help down here. I got a job coming up. Can you help, can you help me with the job? You ain't going to get it. You low down like you was 20 years ago. Not going to happen for you. No conversation is going on up there. This is demonic. Spiritualism says that the dead know more than the living. That when, if you die and go to heaven, then now you see things clearly. But where did we get this from? came from Genesis 3 and 4. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die. In this, watch this, that's what he says. He says, in this, as in many other Bible passages, the devil told the truth and the Lord is in error. God is lying. This is what these spiritualists say. Sprague says, the Lord is lying. The devil was right. When you die, you're still around. You got another chance. But the Bible teaches us that death is like a what, everybody? Let's go on home here now. Psalms 13, 3 says, Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Enlighten mine eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of what, everybody? Of death. Do you realize that when you go to sleep at night and you wake up, it's a miracle every time? Did you know that? The reason why I know some of y'all take that for granted is because when you go to sleep, you get up and you live reckless lives. You act the same way you did before you went to sleep. Every time you get up in the morning, first thing going to come out of your mouth is, thank you, Jesus. Some of y'all have to put uh, these breathalyzers on you at night because you have breathing uh, disorders and that kind of thing, whether you had to put it on or not. If you sleep in REM cycle like most of us, you are basically experiencing a mini death every night. The mere fact that you're able to get up in the middle of the morning or the middle of the night shows you that God holds your breath. Come on in here, somebody. Death is like a sleep. Somebody say sleep. Daniel 12 and 2 says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall do what? Come on now. Come on, take me home, Jesus. Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. How many know it's not over? Till God says it's over. But it's all right if they're there. It's all right if the body is still there. God has taken, it's all right. So we can cry, but we don't have to cry like everybody else. 2 Samuel 7, 12 says, And when the days be fulfilled, thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. Talking of death, John eleven eleven, 11, when, when, when Jesus was, his friend Lazarus had died, the Lord waited a little while. Come on in here, somebody. How many know God sometimes will wait till the thing gets as bad as possible? And then he'll step in on time. Come on, say amen. He said to them, when Lazarus died, he says, our friend Lazarus sleeps. But I go that I may wake him up. Come on, say amen. 
And then his disciples said, to, said, Lord, if he sleeps, will he get well? Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, y'all. So when Jesus uses the word death, he uses it as if it is sleep. Come on, say amen. John eleven fifteen says, he said, and I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Verse 21, then Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been there. How many of y'all have felt like that before? Lord, if you had been there, my brother would not have died. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. <laughs> oh, he'll get up. Bible says, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, he shall live. Bible says that after all that, Jesus looked at that cold body. And the word of God said that the son of man, king of kings and lord of lords, was touched so much that Jesus wept. Lord, have mercy. Looked at that tomb. <laughs> Wasn't nothing moving in there. Come on, say amen. Now, now let, me, let me ask you a question here. The Bible says, but the Lord, by this time, uh, there is a bad odor. For he has been there for four days. The Lord called that boy out, didn't he? He said, Lazarus, come forth. And another, the old preachers used to say, had he not called his name and just said, come forth. Just by the power of his name, every dead thing that ever lived. Snakes and ants that got stepped on. Eh, everything would have had to get up. Come on, say amen in here. Now, here's my question. Here's my question. If Lazarus died, the Bible says he died, doesn't it? And according to most Christian teachings, if he died and he was Jesus' friend, come on, say amen. That means he should have gone where? Okay. Now, help me out now. If I'm Lazarus, and I die, and I'm able to go to heaven, and then the Lord resurrects me and says, uh, Lazarus, need you come on back down. Does that make sense, brothers and sisters? What a miserable life. To go to heaven. I mean, Lazarus up there chilling, got, got, a, got a lion under one arm and chilling with a bear on the other, and got, got, got milk and honey and, and, and eating mangoes the size of watermelons. And then the Lord said, oh, 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 I need you to come back down here because i got to make a point. When you die, you're dead. Come on in here, somebody. Luke 23, 42 says, then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Didn't the thief on the cross say that to the Lord? There he is dying. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. What does the word teach? And Jesus said to him, assuredly, I say to you, today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, most folks, when they hear that text, they say that when you die today, we all going to go up to heaven together. But well, he's just simply giving him the assurance that based on your decision today, count it done, that you're going to be saved. Come on, say amen. And Jesus said, surely you will today, comma, you will be with me in paradise. Did Jesus go to paradise that day? He's the only one on the con. Did Jesus go to paradise? When Jesus died, did he go straight to heaven? What did Jesus do? The Bible says that Jesus rested. He died. He died. And he rested on the Lord's Sabbath. Come on, say amen. They carried his body. Nothing was quaking in his soul. He was dead. Oh, have mercy. Even the Lord himself teaches us in his death what happens. And oh, bless your heart. They came looking for him. <laughs> but how many know after, after, after that one early on Sunday morning, he wasn't there anymore. <laughs> 
He got up with power in his hands. And John 27, 2017 says, I have not yet ascended unto my father. They tried to touch the Lord, but he said, I, I have not gone yet, which is to tell us when he died, he didn't go to heaven. Even in death, the Lord is teaching us. John 19, 31 says, therefore, because it was the preparation day that the bodies should not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that the Sabbath was a high day. And the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they may, might be taken away. When the Lord died, he died. What will happen to the righteous who are dead at the second coming of Christ? In other words, what happens? Here's where we close. First, first Thessalonians 14, 13. We read this at funerals all the time, then we contradict ourselves. The Bible says, but I do not want you to be ignorant. I want you to know the truth. Brethren, concerning those who have what? Or what? Or what? Or die. All right, teach us now, Paul, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. So listen to this. So when I tell you that when you die, you don't go to heaven, that, that shouldn't make you sad. I've got better news for you. I've got better news for you. Huh? Lest you sorrow as those who have no hope. What's the good news, Lord? Here's the good news. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Now, if you die and go to heaven, that means you got to come back and get in your body and be risen again. That doesn't make sense. What happens when you die is your body goes to the earth, your breath goes to God. But when God's word speaks to those dead ears, when his trumpet, Lord have mercy, just by the voice of his mouth, the Bible says his sheep know his voice. And when God's word quickens us to life, those bodies that were dead for years will hear the voice of God. The same time, when, you see, I, what I envision is that when God speaks, the breath goes back. And the breath hits the body. Come on, say amen. And then the ears start working. The eyes pop open. And we're able to be alive again. John 10, 27, 28 says, my sheep hear my voice. And I know them. And they do what, everybody? See, the thing is, if you ain't listening to God now, you won't hear him when he calls you at the, at the day of judgment. And I give them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Bible goes on to say here, as we're, the Lord said, he's going to call out with a shout. When he shouts, the breath of God will go back into bodies. And then angels are going to start moving to grave sites and, and to the middle of the ocean where slaves, that wherever there's a dead body, angels will go to the spot. The Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord are the death of his saints. God marks the spot where folks die. Come on in here, somebody. Oh, Paul gave us a little hope in here in 1 Corinthians 15. He said, behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound. And the dead will be what? Raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed. No more cellulite. Come on in here, somebody. No more glasses. Come on in here, somebody. No more bald heads. Come on in here, somebody. No more graying heads. No more diabetes. No more cancer. No more sickness. No more, no more, no more, no more drug addiction. No more passion for sin. The Bible says when it calls us forth, that we shall be changed, incorruptible, without flaw, at our best. 
So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that it is written, death is swallowed up in victory. <laughs> oh, come on in here, somebody, today. John 5, 28 says, do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who are in the graves will hear his voice. And come forth those who have done good to the resurrection of life. And those who have done evil to the resurrection of what everybody, of damnation. What's your choice tonight? Where are you going to be found? Revelation twenty-two twelve says, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. These graveyards are going to be party places in a little while. <laughs> when Jesus comes back, them nice looking things y'all paid all that money for, are going to be disassembled because folk going to get up at the sound of the voice of Jesus. They're not going to get up before then, but they will get up when he calls for them. My question tonight, this is good doctrine, this is good teaching, but I want to ask you a question. What are you doing with your life now? Some of you living dead right now. Some of you, you amen, Pastor, that's true, that's the word, but you got death all in your body. I'm talking about spiritual death. The Spirit of God has been speaking to you for the past three weeks, and for whatever the reason, you have not making a step towards God. You got all hell going on in your life and in your home and in your situation, and the only reason why you're here tonight is not because some good preacher was here, because there's not one. You're here tonight because the Spirit of God drew you here, and he just happened to draw you in on a night where we're having a funeral service. Tonight we're preaching a eulogy, and the eulogy we're preaching tonight, we're eulogizing sin. We're eulogizing a, a, a bad life of wretchedness and wickedness. We're, we're closing a chapter tonight on what we used to be and what we used to do. And now we're going to get up with new life tonight. I declare tonight that the past is dead. But I give glory tonight that there is new life in Christ Jesus. How many know I'm telling the truth in here tonight? No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter what you struggle with, no matter what you're hurting with, the news tonight is that there's a resurrection power in life in Jesus. Who wants to take him at his word tonight? Who wants to be ready? And I told y'all at the beginning of this meeting, we've been preaching about the last days this whole time. There are three last days. First of all, there's a coming of our Lord. When he comes, it's over. It's over. Then there's the last day of the grieving of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says if a man commits a, the sin against the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost, he cannot be forgiven. In other words, if you tell the Spirit of God no so often, you'll get to a place where you cannot say yes. And then the third last day is when you die. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Some of y'all got unfinished business in here. Conversations that need to be had. Repentance that needs to be made. Truth that needs to be stood for. And I'm saying to, there's no other day except today to say I'm going to do what God wants me to do today. I can't wait until the last minute. I was listening to one of the young men preach. This week downstairs, talking about when folk, if, if we knew that the Lord was going to be coming in, in a couple of weeks, on November the 17th, he said, do you think people would get ready for the coming of the Lord? And that young man said, no, people would wait to the 16th. And most of them would wait to about five more minutes before it turned the 17th. What I'm telling you is don't delay what God is doing. Some of you are here tonight because God drew you back to say, I got to come back to the Jesus. I got to come back home. Your heads are bowed, your eyes are closed. And I want to make appeal on this last night tonight.
as I'm talking about death in a literal sense, I'm also talking about death in a spiritual sense. There are dead places in your life, and you need God to breathe the breath of life on you. If you're here tonight, and there's a dead spot in your life, you know who you are. And tonight, you want God to breathe into your new life. You want God to restore that which was dead and bring it back to life. You want to stand for truth. You've been coming to these meetings. You've been hearing the truth. The Spirit of God's been convicting you. You need to make a stand for righteousness. You need to join a church that teaches the Bible and the Bible alone. You need to take a stand for truth, though the heavens fall. If, if you're here tonight, but you know that you need power, you need God to breathe life on you to get you to do the things he's called you to do, I want to invite you to stand and come forward for prayer. I can't make this easy tonight. I want you, normally I have you to stand, and after you stand, I give you another choice. Tonight, I need courageous people who know that God is talking to them. You're here tonight simply because God was kind to you. You're here tonight because he was merciful to you. And you know you've got areas in your life that you need God to breathe on. Are you here tonight? Do you need to be prayed for tonight? Are you tired of ducking and hiding and making excuses and covering it up and, and, and talking your way out of it and religiousizing your way out of it? What you're saying tonight is even so, Lord Jesus, come into my life, breathe on me. Touch this situation. Get me courageous to stand for you. Is there anybody else here tonight? I can't make it easy. I just got to ask you one question. Do you want him to breathe into your life, new life? For you, that might mean taking a stand for right. For you, that might mean coming out of a sinful situation. For you, that might mean just saying, God, I humble myself. God, I've messed up. God, I'm broken. But I'm willing to admit tonight that I need you. You didn't come all this way just to have a preacher preach to you and you leave with good information. you got to make a choice tonight. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to be your future in a few days. That's why the Bible says that now is the time for salvation. Are you here tonight? Is there somebody here tonight that wants to just give their life back to the Lord? You're struggling. You're wrestling. You're fighting. You need him? Then come on out of your seat. Don't worry about what people are thinking. I'm just, listen, I'm not talking to you. God is. He's telling me to tell you these things. Are you here tonight? Is there somebody else that needs to pull down this eye? Whatever it is, you just feel God telling you to go. And right now you're telling yourself, I can't go now. I got to do. No, no, no. Hear the voice of the Lord. If you don't obey him now, it will not be easier to obey him later. I'm saying come to Jesus. Let him breathe on you new life. Let him touch those areas in your life that are dead. Do you need life? Do you need strength? Do you need power? Do you need courage to stand? Then I'm praying for you. I want to pray for you. Move out of your seat right now. Where are you? Is there somebody else? Just come on out of your seat and come down here right now. Come on out of your seat. Come on out of your seat right now. While we've been doing this three, three weeks, ain't just to give you information. If you just get information, if you don't get salvation, then your information was a waste of time. What God wants, he wants to change lives. He wants to reveal truth. He wants to set people free. He wants to give you the life that you've always wanted, but you can't have that when you're afraid to take a stand for him. Have I got anybody else in here? You're dealing with some stuff. People don't know about it, but you and God know. But tonight, you just want to receive some prayer. You just want to be encouraged tonight. You just need God to breathe on you tonight. 
I know I'm talking to somebody. You're struggling. You're fighting. You're, holding, you're fighting back tears right now because the pressure of what you're going through is overwhelming. But I got a God. I know a God. I know a God. I know a God. I know a God that just with his mouth, what he says, life can come forth. It's not too difficult. It's only difficult when you try to take charge of it. But when you give it to the Lord, he'll take care of it. Somebody just needs to surrender something to God tonight. If you're here, if you've got something to surrender to him tonight. Are you exempt from this? Has not the spirit of God talking to you? Just a few more seconds. I just feel that there's somebody else here. I'm not telling you to join a church. What I'm asking you is, is do what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do is move. When you get down here, we'll work on the decision that you're going to make. But you need to move because you know you got some stuff that you're dealing with and you need the breath of God, the power of God, the strength of God to get you through. Move in the name of Jesus. If you can look at a piece of dirt and create a living soul, then you can look at the dirt of our lives and speak life into it. If you can resurrect Lazarus by just calling him to come forth, then you can resurrect courage in us to take a stand for truth. I will keep the Sabbath. I will get ready for the coming of the Lord. I will live right. I will walk right. And I will do it by the power of God. I will take a stand tonight. And if he can resurrect himself, why can't he help your marriage? Why can't he save your child? Why can't he set you free from fornication? Why can't he deliver you from homosexuality? Why can't he free you from anger and from bitterness and from unforgiveness? I'm calling for deliverance tonight. I'm calling for power tonight. And if God speaks, it must be so. Father, we praise you right now. We praise you because you forgive us over and over and over and over again. I thank you, God, that you don't mind getting dirty. You get down in the dirt of our lives and there's nothing but death and darkness in there and you're not afraid to get in there and you come right near us and you put your hands all in our stuff and you call forth light and you do it over and over and over and over again. But God, right now, we recognize that not only are we preparing for the coming of Jesus, we're preparing for our own death. We're, we're also cautious that we don't want to spiritually be dead. We want to be alive. God, we thank you. All these individuals that have come in all over the house of God tonight. Heal, deliver, resurrect, touch. In the worthy name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You individuals that have come, I just want you to sit right here. If you've come down, I just want to pray with you for a minute after the service. I know God called you to come. This is, this is a big deal. It's a big deal when you take a stand for Jesus. Let's give the Lord a praise tonight, everybody.
As we get ready to close tonight, I'm going to have the ushers, if they will come and collect uh, the offering. As they're doing that, I'm going to have Elder Tate to read off those answers, and then we'll be dismissed. If you enjoyed yourself these past three weeks, let me hear you say amen. On this Sabbath, we'll be preaching our last message this Saturday at 11.15. You do not want to miss. This is the message I've been waiting three weeks to preach, and I can't wait to preach it on Saturday. I want you to come and receive this word that the Lord has for us. Elder Tate, come at this time. The ushers will collect your cards as well as your offering.